there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I course, from one of your hosts, as always, Cross, sitting here alongside my partner in crime, the other member of the dynamic duo of Twitch, Nitro. What's up, good people? How's it going on this fine Sunday afternoon? How are you all doing today? Thank you for everyone coming to join us today. So I always realize I'm like so hunched over, I look like I'm like three <laughs> feet shorter than you. I like it. But how are you all doing today? How are you doing, Caleb, over at Mountain Nerds? Good to see you guys. How are you doing, Cross? I'm doing very good. I am so tired, but I'm doing good, my man. Uh, how are you doing, Nitro? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's a really nice day here on the East Coast. Yeah, it's not really, too bad. Really nice. It's not too shabby today. So I'm actually doing pretty good today. I, I found out something really exciting for myself. Um... As most of you know, I am a diabetic. I struggle with diabetes. And one of the major things to help counter that is to start trying to drop my weight, as I have been a nice fatty, fat, fatty since I was like a kid. And which I always like maintain is like not too bad because now that I'm, you know, in my 30s, like everybody's starting to get fatter and I'm like, I'm still the same size. I'm like, I can't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start using that on a regular basis. A fatty, fat, fatty. Is that what you said? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I was a fat kid in high school, and now I'm in my thirties and I'm the same size. Just everybody's catching up to me now. Um, but literally for the last time I weighed myself, however long ago that was, like I kind of been maintaining like around two sixty five, like two hundred sixty five yeah. pounds. You know what I mean? Not not you know not ground breaking and earth shattering, but still fairly heavy for my size. Uh, and I weighed myself this morning, and I'm down to two hundred and forty nine pounds. Dude, that's sweet. First time I have been under two hundred and fifty pounds in as long as I can freaking remember. Dude, that's awesome, dude. A member of the Well, you look at that, Mister Clan, Excelsior. Mister Logsteady coming in with that sub, continuing his run as a member of the Stan Clan. Thank you so much, Logsteady. And you are also a beast, Cross, because that is sweet. That's not something to shake a stick at. That's 15 pounds, my friend. Yeah, man. That's, that's huge. That's a big loss for me. Me to be under 250 is a massive, massive thing. Dude, that's sweet. Yeah, look, been a whole year you've been stuck with us, dude. It's kind of scary, <laughs> isn't it? We're kinda sorry. Kind of scary, but nice at the same time. <laughs> you know, you're just, just enough time for that Stockholm Syndrome that the people that have been here long enough at our channel don't want to leave anymore because they feel like they need to stay here. <laughs> You are part of the family, as I hang my pocket watch and dangling in front of you. Oh, thank you, look, I appreciate it. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty chuffed with that. Like, getting under two fifty. Like, yeah, dude, that's sick, man. I, I've never been one at losing weight. Like, I, I, I always try to do the healthy eating, and I always end up falling back into stuff. And I always try to do, uh, exercise, and it just never sticks. Are you doing anything in particular, or? Honestly, I think it's because we started the new eating, and you know, like those like boxes you get delivered to your house, like Hello Fresh and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. We, yeah, yeah, we've uh, done that. They've got uh, one that's actually you know affordable for real families. That, that you know they don't need to pay you know like an arm and a leg to get them. Yeah, They're called Every Plate. Okay. And that's been giving us a lot more stuff. Like the meals are mostly like protein, a lot of different veggies, a lot of different stuff, and Dude, that's awesome. You know, the veggies actually taste good, unlike you yeah. know like we usually shop at like Kroger and stuff like that and it's uh, the, the produce sucks 
Mm. And we're like, wow, these veggies taste really good. I can't work out <laughs> if they're like they're just they're really good. Like the way that they're making us prepare them is really good. Or yeah. it's just fresh produce and I'm just not used to it because I've not had it in so long. So this is what fresh tastes like. I forgot. This is what Kroger. vegetables can taste like if you actually, you know, get them at a reasonable time and not before they you know what I mean? We literally bought bananas from Kroger like last week. And before the end of the day, a couple of them had started getting black bits on them. Yeesh. Uh, like it's not even been a day. How? Come on, Kroger. Trying to sneak into our Tuesday night streams and you can't even produce fresh produce. I know. It's like, but honestly, that that's been the major kind of change and it's been helping us like getting that healthier stuff in the diet. It actually does help. Um, Dude, that's sweet, man. But yeah, but I, just, I have to I have to proclaim that out there because I'm kind of chuffed at that that I managed to pull that off. Hey, Space Hobo, how's it What's going, up, sir? Mr. Space Hobo. What's up, dude? Can't even produce produce. Come on now. Exactly. You know, that's how what kind of producers like. do you think you're messing with? So we do have a couple of things we're going to talk about today to start off with. Uh, for anyone coming in, though, this is our uh, bi-monthly, almost at this hey. point, kind of like um, Indie Comic Book Club, where this week we are going to be looking at Something is Killing the Children from Boom Studios. Hey, hey Cross, I, I, I see that little wonder over your right shoulder. What What is that, sir? What is that on the table? Over right over. shoulder, left shoulder, right shoulder. Yeah, your right shoulder. That's this one here. Or this this one here. Oh yeah. Well, what's that one? What's that one? Uh, so, like, as I was saying, we do our indie comic book club on a on a bi monthly basis. So we're doing our horror one today, or our Halloween one, looking at something that's killing the children. Uh, but we've got our end of the year one where we're doing in December, which everyone will remember if you were here for last year's. We did claws, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Which is probably by and far still one of my favorite ones we've ever done in the show there's just something talking about like a you know a santa claus that walks through the wilderness with a sword and a wolf fighting the krampus yeah it just really like is an enjoyable story just to delve into it was so cool man yeah and but the thing is i was looking for more christmas themed ones for this year because like if you want to do a halloween one there's tons of horror comics out there but there's not a lot of good quality like christmas ones yeah out there there was one that kind of caught my eye but i wasn't sure about it i'm like eh, it looks okay but right. like I, and I didn't want to just do like another volume of claws because we could have just done the sequel to that yeah so i decided um, in the christmas spirit the this year's christmas book for the indie comic book club that we're going to be doing in december this year and um, it's going to be because it's a gift to my friend nitro and um, so i purchased his copy of it so it's his actual christmas gift this year but it's a book that he's had his eye on for a little while that he's been wanting to mm-hmm. check out. Um, so this is kind of the first indie comic book club chosen by him. Um, I, I technically did choose it out and recommend it to him, like that, yeah. we, that we do this show, but this is a book that he wants to do. Yeah, This is one he wants to do. This was not on my list of stuff. I've got a ton of comics I was wanting to cover. This wasn't top of the list. Um, although the more I've looked into it, the more I'm kind of excited to cover it. Um, but we've actually gone all the way back to this is probably the oldest comic we've covered on any comic book club the rest are all kind of fairly more recent this one came out at least the start of it that we're reading came out in 1986 this comic is older than me because I was born not older than me (laughs) I was going to say I was born in 87 so this is older than me Um, but we are going to be looking at Usagi Yojimbo look at that cover Look at that cover. That's sick. 
Uh, this is a series of comics that I believe is still being created today. This has been going for like over 30 years. And massive shout out to Stan Sakai. I hope I'm saying his name right. If I'm not, you know, please someone let me know. Um, who is not only the writer but the artist of the book. Um, he does get um, other ones. Uh, other people to come in and do colouring for him when there's colours to it. But uh, if you can see the original is black and white. Um, so this is all Stan Sakai. And Usagi is possibly a character you may recognise, even if you don't know the comic. Because starting in the 80s, he started having little crossovers with some certain Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, who most people, if they do know Usagi, will probably know him from either the action figures of him that were released That's as part the of the Turtles. Or the fact he did actually appear and he's appeared in three versions of the Turtles cartoon at this point. Hmm. He appeared briefly in the 1980s one, the one that we grew up with. Very briefly. It was like a one-off thing. Like he, Something yeah. happens and he comes out the TV they were watching his movie. Um, second one, there's a bigger crossover in the 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles okay. um, series which was a bit longer. And then in the Nickelodeon one, not the most recent one, like where the turtles are all like different turtles and weird, but like the CG one uh, mm. from a little bit ago, um, there's actually, he appears in that as part of a three episode, basically mini movie, mm. along with the turtles, and which I heard um, Black Nerd Comedy um, on YouTube describe as basically what everyone wished that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 had been. Dang. Because basically they go back to feudal Japan in a different universe where it's they're all anthropomorphic animals, which mm -hmm. you know Usagi Yujimbo is. You know he's a rabbit. In case you couldn't see, <laughs> in case you couldn't tell, um, it's like so. It's like they go back to that universe and they fight alongside him, um, and it was a really highly acclaimed episode. So, Dude, yeah, apparently, the, apparently there's a Netflix show coming out. That was the other thing I was going to say, like uh, last year or something like that. They officially announced that Yusagi is going to be getting his own series on Netflix. Dude, it looks awesome. Um, One of the screens. So, um, there are reprints of the Yusagi stuff that is now with um, IDW, are now doing reprints of it. Um, I did look into those because I thought if that's the stuff that's coming out, then now it'd be easier to give to people. Yeah. Uh, the reason I didn't go that road is because it looks like the stories are in a different order. Like if volume one from mm. IDW isn't the same as this. Okay. Um. So this one that we picked up is book one, the Ronin, because that Usagi Yujimbo. Usagi is a samurai, but he has no master, so he is a Ronin, um, and it's following his story. So that is going to be our December comic. If you want to pick it up for yourself, along with any of the other comics we have covered on in the comic book club you can use that link there to an amazon wish list we have created that have got all nice. the books on it so Yusagi Yujimbo is on the top of that list and we will be covering that in uh, a couple of months or not even a couple of months of December dude I'm pumped but today we will be looking at something is killing the children highly acclaimed book this has been getting so much praise that I used to have to pick it up and check it out for ourselves I I had never heard of it until you mentioned it to me. Mm. Um, I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised. I'll put it that way. But before we get into that, we do have a couple of things. Uh, there was one big piece of news that I wanted to mention because we never got to mention it last week. Um, was actually there's been a major piece of casting for the MCU that happened in the last couple of weeks. 
and that is Will Poulter has been cast as Adam Warlock in the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Dude, I saw that. I am freaking hyped for this. Yeah. I love Will Poulter. I think he's a phenomenal young actor. I think he's proved himself in his acting chops in tons of different um, genres and movies and TV shows at this point. And so, I'm excited to see what he does as Adam Warlock. So I'll be straight up. So when I saw the when I saw that announcement, I was like, "Really? That guy?" Because I remember him from like back, not back in the day, but like there were some comedies that he was in and he was just really goofy. Um, he was just a really goofy dude, like kid, he was like a kid. But then I saw some photos of him more recently and he is like I think the term "glow up" would be uh, a a good a good term to use for that. He's because... looking he's looking pretty good in his in his new yeah. adulthood. You know, since he had oh, adulthood, yeah. he's I... definitely looking a bit better. Puberty has has done him well. I, I'll put it that way. So yeah, I'm now that I've seen the updated photos, I I can see it now. I can see where they're going with it. I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped. He is a good act. He's a really yeah, good absolutely. Actor. Look, he did Neville Longbottomers. He like, really did, he man. Really did, man. Thinking Neville. <laughs> Mr. GQ over there. You know what I mean? It's like this little, you know, chubby kid grew up into an actual, like, you know, good-looking guy. Yeah, because I remember him from Where the Millers, which was like a comedy back in the day. And, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I saw the most recent photos, and I was like, holy word. Definitely a glow-up on this dude. Yeah, yeah I'm we've super got a, We've got a special guest excited. in the show. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hi. What's up, us? little dude? Our kids are not going down, so I'm having to get a guest joining us. Nice. Say hello, baby cross. So not much of a baby anymore. He's almost one. <laughs> what up, dude? What's up, man? I know he can't hear me. I don't know why I'm doing that. He's <laughs> alright. He's just enjoying it. I love yeah. how that just me D was like lurking while relaxing and then completely <laughs> perked up when the baby showed up. This is, this is my new way to get views for the channel. I'm just going to bring the kid on now. Like, this just, is it. Just hold him up. The view counts just start tripling. That'd be awesome. Yeah, because apparently Mr. here is not going to sleep, but he's meant to be sleeping. But oh. yeah, so I wanted to mention that, that Will Poulter is going to be um, Adam Warlock. So I'm excited to see what he does with this role. Adam Warlock yeah. has obviously been highly anticipated. Um, he was highly anticipated leading up to the Infinity Gauntlet stuff because mm -hmm. in the comics he is a major player in that. Yeah. Obviously, that wasn't the case with this, um, and there wasn't really a place to shoehorn them in to make yeah. it work. But I'm excited now that they're really expanding the multiverse and the you know the universe traveling stuff mm. um, yep. and Marvel. I'm excited to see what they do with. Hi, I'm excited to see what they do with them mm. going forward. Yeah, I, um, so I've read, I've obviously read the, the old school Infinity Gauntlet series, so I know a little bit about, about Adam Warlock. I don't know a ton about him though. I'm really curious to see which direction they go with him in the movie. Like, what's his power set going to be? Like, how big of a role is he going to have? How big of a role is he going to have moving forward? You know? So. Hoi. Hoi. <laughs> in the desk. Come on, dude. I'm trying to be professional here. Come on. Hey. Hey. Um, but yeah, you were also saying as well the fact of that you... Um, so one of the things that came out this weekend that we got a lot oh, of yeah, yeah. hype. You were going to talk a little bit about. We're not going to dedicate a whole show to because we've got um, our shows are pretty much booked up till the end of the year, more or less. Yeah. And doing isn't something that we're going to cover. It's 
it's hyped enough that people know about it, but it's just it's not far enough into our wheelhouse to dedicate a week to it, I didn't feel. Yeah. But, so I feel like I need, yeah. I need to provide a little bit of context. So I don't, I've don't. i never read Dune. Uh, I had never seen the old Dune. Um, so I, I heard that the movie was coming out. I thought it looked awesome. I'm a huge fan of most of the cast. So I wanted to read the book. So I've been doing the audio, the whole audio book thing, and I got through most of it. And I know people who read the book and then go see the movie say the book is always better. And in this case, it's still true. The book is just w- way better. Um, so the movie is two hours and 36 minutes long. So it's a, it's a relatively it long. long? Yeah, it's, it's a relatively movie. long movie. It's on HBO, by the way, if you wanted yeah, to check it out. I, I need to check it out. I just haven't got to it. It's like I've been busy watching the thing that I'm going to talk about in a minute that's been on a different yeah. streaming network. So like, I feel like if you, have not, if you had not read the book and you walked into the movie, I, I feel like you would enjoy it like immensely. I still feel like you would think that there's something missing, like they don't explain a whole lot. But I, in my opinion, coming from like or listening to the book, not reading the book, there's just a ton of stuff that they cut out that I, I feel is crucial to the narrative of the story, mm-hmm. um, particularly as it pertains to the main character, Paul Atreides, and he just his old journey. Uh, that being said, the movie is gorgeous. It's mind-blowingly beautiful. It is awesome, um, but I feel like it suffers from like. They spend way too much time on the visuals and not enough time actually ex- expositing the story. Yeah. So, um, I would give it. I would probably give it a seven and a half or eight, maybe, maybe out of ten. But I feel like that That's that cool. missing narrative is. I think it really hurts the story. And I feel like they could have just broken this movie up into three separate movies because the book is naturally broken up into three books. Like yeah. Dune is thick. It's broken up into three books, just like kind of like Lord of the Rings is. I feel like they could have done a similar structure with the movies and that would have served the story better. Like three three-hour movies or three two-and-a-half-hour movies, however they wanted to do it. Yeah, that's what but, I was um, thinking. Like, it's, yeah. With something like this, like, yeah, you're cutting out the narrative. Unfortunately, that's always a thing with books. But the only one... But, like, I'm, you look at Lord of the Rings, though. Like, they cut... They didn't... I don't really feel like they cut too much out of the book. Like, the book's, like, what, 1,300 pages? So they're obviously going to cut some stuff out of the movie yeah they streamlined i think they did stuff, a really good job they made it work and it's like it's, yeah that's the thing though it's just it's very hard to pull off and mm-hmm. um, lock saying as well doing is a 84 percent critic score 94 percent audience score on rotten tomatoes right now yeah i can um, see it so I, it's definitely on my list to check out and um, i've heard a lot of people talking about it i'm not gonna lie like i i didn't know a lot about it beforehand i knew it was a big mm-hmm. sci-fi hit and i know it's like in a sand sandy place with big worms <laughs> it's kind of at the basis of it but like i've never read the yeah. book or anything like that and even watching the trailers i'm like i don't know what's going on i just know people are talking about this movie yeah i'm like yeah. i would definitely check it out but it's on my list um this weekend though i wasn't watching that because i started watching lock and key season two that dropped nice. on friday i'm about four episodes deep at the minute into 10 episodes series um and Lux saying we were supposed to watch it yesterday, but we watched all of Oats Studios and Midnight Mass instead. Slight difference there a lot. Uh, I thought they were making two movies. Don't know, maybe they are space. I've not heard anything about a second movie, but I've not been keeping totally up to date with everything. Um, they are making two movies, Space Hobo, but I'm just saying, I think they could have split it into three. I think it would better serve the story. Mm. But yeah, so I started watching Lock and Key Season 2. Uh, which I think was fitting to actually start that this week because um, this week we had the anniversary of our first ever indie comic book club that we did last October where our first book we actually did was Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. 
which I like that. That's a bit, it's a bit advanced for you, son. Huh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like so. We've got to start season two of it, and so far it's been fairly solid. That's awesome. Um, it's been a fairly solid TV show. I don't want to go into too many details because I know there's people in the chat and stuff that want to check it out for themselves and. Um, you know, it's like it's, and even if you've not checked out season one, go and check that out also. But it's a good continuation of it, and it's a good advancement of the story. I feel, and we start to explore a lot more stuff, like the, what looked like was going to be the defeat of the villain last season, and what their new kind of story is. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something I'm like, I'm intrigued now because I've got volume two of the books, so I want to check out volume two of that and see where it goes, mm-hmm. because they're introducing some interesting concepts now. Yeah, uh, the major concepts being, what is, like, why do grown ups not remember the keys? Why do grown ups not remember the magic associated with the keys? And as a couple of the main characters start to inch closer towards being eighteen, we start to see issues taking place, of their memory starting to disappear and the negative mm-hmm. effect it has on them, and what that actually pertains to. Mm. Um along with the the villain's new interesting concept of forging a magical key and how do you forge one of the keys themselves mm. um, how do you forge a key and how do you give it its purpose like you can yeah. forge one of these keys in a certain way with a specific metal they found but like how do you give a key its purpose how do you give it the ability to do what it does um, so it's, it's some really interesting questions for episodes in had a little look at some of the blurbs of what's coming up just to kind of get an idea and I think it's going to be a really interesting journey through this um, although I will say this though I still kind of stand by before it does make me want to just delve more into the comics So one, see one, the, the comics go because from the first volume to the first season like I felt like the comics was a more intriguing and enjoyable story as yeah. much as I enjoyed the show um, so it may, does make me want to go and look at the show, the books a lot more to see where they go and what the story is there and if it's a similar idea but one of the things, one of the big issues that I think I had with the show when I started watching it was I felt like it jumped ahead in the in the story a lot yeah. like even so much so that like if you were reading it, it, would, it was jumping into volume 2 when I hadn't gotten there yet, do they like in the second uh, in the second season, do they kind of delve back into season one a bit, or volume one? Like, if you're if you're coming from the book side, like touch on some of the stuff in volume one. Do you uh, remember? They touch on a little bit of it, not drastically, because mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing in the book as well. It's like it it makes me kind of think of like when we talked about Invincible, mm-hmm. like you know, like the stuff that see like in episode one they drop that Omni Man is the villain, then drop the fact yeah. that, like he takes out the Guardians of the Globe. <gasps> spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen that yet yeah um but like that doesn't happen in the comics until like issue three or volume mm. three sorry like that isn't something that comes up until then so like you have to almost when you're redoing the show you have to like work it in a different way like volume one's a great setup in the book but i don't think you could get away with volume one itself um as a show for a season i so I understand why they peppered in stuff like the head key for example plays a major part in season 1 and we don't even touch that until volume yeah. 2 of the book um, so there's a little bit of callback to it but it's more about moving forward Yeah. my intriguing thing is to see like, is this still kind of taking the main narrative of the, the comic mm-hmm. or is it taking its own direction with it 
Because like, mm. I'm thinking of something like when they redid on Netflix a series of unfortunate events, they made it very clear it was going to be a three season show, mm-hmm. and then it was going to stop. But yeah. my thing with Lock and Key is like I don't know <laughs> if it's going to do that. Oh. Say bye bye. <laughs> See you, buddy. Bye bye. Did you give his input? Yeah, we've been given his input. Hold on, hold on. We dropped it. But yeah, so my intriguing thing is like if it's going to continue that way with like with the comics is going or yeah, or if it's literally going to be a a different perspective on it, like it's going to take its own storyline and just so they can keep moving forward, or if we're going to like wherever the comics wrap up it's going to wrap up the same sort of story mm. you know if that makes sense you know yeah yeah um, but yeah overall it's been enjoyable like I'm definitely looking forward to watching the rest of it and seeing where it goes um, but I'm, it's definitely made me more hype to go and check out the rest of the comics now yeah I picked up volume have... 2 earlier yeah. this year I haven't delved into it yet though yeah I picked up volume 2 when I picked up a whole bunch of stuff like when I picked up something that's killing the children and that I grabbed volume mm-hmm. 2 a lock and key then but I just not had a chance to read it yet yeah um, so it's like I, I might honestly because of the show might be what I delve into next because I've finished something's killing the children now so maybe my next mm-hmm. one yeah um, but yeah overall like I think it's def- the show's definitely worth checking out but I would highly recommend the comics so I, I still recommend them more I think the, the storyline's more enjoyable for me I yeah. find it just I don't know what it is it just it flows better um, which if you want to catch check out volume 1 of that you can go to our Amazon wish list for our indie comic book club as I mentioned earlier not be on there but yeah I mean I don't think we had any other major news points for this week there was so nothing the, oh. there was one thing so it was just announced or it was just dropped I think it was yesterday or earlier today did you see that they posted the first production photo from uh, Miss Marvel. Oh, I think I so. They showed what her power. They showed what her powers are going to look like, basically. Oh, so I know, I, I know they they had, they had talked uh, about this at some point about how they're going to kind of shy away from the stretchy, uh, whatever they call it, type of power that she has in the comics, and they're yeah. going to go for more of an energy construct, a la like Green Lantern. Um, but they posted the photo, and you know, I'm going to be honest, I'm not mad. I think it looks pretty sweet. And I think it's going to differentiate her from once Mr. Fantastic comes on the screen, comes out, uh, it's going to differentiate her from him. And I don't think they have anything like her in the MCU. So, uh, in my opinion, it looks pretty sweet, man. You got to check it out, Locke. You got to check it out. Cross might actually show a photo. But, um, I'll try to see if I can find one. I've heard people talking about it, actually, finding a photo, apparently. Because it's where like, everybody starts to, like, say hey we've checked out the photo and then like people start to just take it down after mm. yeah okay. come to see come to think of it I can't find it. I didn't mean to drop that on you dude I probably no, should have no that worries already. so it, the, her power is kind of reminiscent of Photon in uh, WandaVision like that that ethereal type of looking energy like blue purple-ish type of uh, type of energy here let me see if I can uh, I found it um, but yeah, so they're they're gonna kind of start ramping that up. I think they I, I can't remember when this is coming out. It's either the end of this year or the beginning of next year. I think it's going to be the end of this year. I want to say end of this year. I was intrigued how they were going to do her powers though. If it was going to be like that, um, 
because one of the things is like I was always intrigued with her powers to this was going to be the fact of uh, they've not really introduced the Inhumans. Mm-hmm. You know, the only th- Inhumans stuff that we've actually seen so far has been in Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. um, and obviously the Inhuman show that nobody talks about. But the ve- the basically like brushed over them. Like even Agents of Shield isn't necessarily considered canon anymore. Yeah, apparently, which was so funny. I think it was a recent thing of that of like, yeah, Agent Carter and everything that happened in that. Although it was tied to Agents of Shield, is apparently canon, but Agents of Shield doesn't. I think that's hilarious. I was not a huge fan of Agents of Shield, to be honest. It had some it felt... really good seasons, and it had some absolutely awful seasons. Well, uh, it's it's funny because like I, I would I would I would start watching it and I'm like I'm not really into it, and they're like, well, just give it one season, and I would give it one season, and like I'm not really into it, and they're like, well, you got to get it. Give it at least two whole seasons. <laughs> give it. I gave it two seasons. I'm like, dude, I'm just not into it, man. First two seasons were awful. Was it season three that they brought in like the Ghost Rider stuff? Okay. And I think that worked because that whole season was basically broken up into three mini seasons. Mm, okay. They were all kind of tied together and had an ongoing narrative around the dark hole. But like the first season was Ghost Rider, then the second part of it was like the life model decoys, the LMDs. And then okay. the last season of it was like a what's the word I'm looking for? It was like a network thing they were plugged into that made gotcha. it look like they were all agents of Hydra. No. Um. So when it done that sort of stuff and it was shorter season, like shorter element storytelling, I felt like it did a lot better. But like I just kind of like I've not even seen the last season. Like it took a hiatus for like the Infinity War and the Endgame stuff and then it came back for like a final season. I've still not watched it. I mean, I like the idea of there's a there's a, a TV show that's tied into the larger universe. So that was their first foray into that, right? Yeah, but uh, after season like one, idea. it's like the whole season one was basically Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and by the end of season one, Captain America Winter Soldier happened and S.H.I.E.L.D. folded. And, yes. And they basically went, no, no, it's still there. Yeah. But like the whole of Marvel is just not going to acknowledge Marvel was like, it. No, it's not. Hey, dude, I sent you the picture, by the way, in Discord. Oh, sweet. If you wanted to pull up Miss Marvel. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't get into it. I think I watched all the way to where Grant was the villain. And I was just like, man, I just, yeah. um, it's just, I can't get oh, into it. Okay, man. yeah, I see that now. I, I, I could, couldn't find the whole picture, but there's a, that's basically a, a, the gist of it. That's cool, though. That's, I mean, yeah. I could see that working as a thing, and I'm doing something with that. Because I'm intrigued to see, as I was saying with her, that was what got me on the rant, was like, she's an inhuman in the comics. But the Inhumans have basically been brushed away. Um, so I'm like, are we going to say she's just got a power? Are we saying she's... Is she a mutant? Is she... Yeah. You know, like, are, what's the, the giveaway for it here? Um, so I'm intrigued. Yeah, but, I'm posting yeah. that photo in our Discord for those of you who are following on our Discord, which, shout out... Oh, I can't, I don't have my chat button up, but... Yeah, I'm going to post that photo in our Discord so everybody can check yeah, you it can out. Yeah, you can just type it in Discord, dude. You don't have to have chat bot up. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, so as long as I've got it running on the thing, anybody can type it in. But yeah, man, and then uh, obviously Disney Plus Day coming up on the 12th. Uh, hopefully we'll get our first look at Moon Knight, which I'm super excited about. Uh, that'd be cool. Um, oh, one thing I was going to say as well, speaking of Disney Plus stuff, they dropped a new poster. I don't know if you've seen it for Hawkeye, just this morning. Dude, I did. It was a uh, homage to the, um, the oh, comic. Yeah, homage to uh, Matt Kent's comic, which is basically yes. considered like the ultimate Hawkeye run pretty much like the definitive hawkeye run ever so it's like it's yeah. kind of cool it's a little 
Um, I hope we get some midnight stuff. That would be cool if we did. Block, you and stuff. me both, dude. You and me both. Uh, somebody asked if we had seen the behind the set set scenes for Spider Man Far From Home. I saw it. there was two production photos that I saw. Yeah, I saw two production <laughs> photos for it. One of them uh, was him running away from Doc Ock. Yeah, and then the other one of him posing, and a lot of people are saying it looks a lot like the warehouse from Spider Man Two, mm, like from the final okay. fight. So I'm like, is there's going to be like a little bit of a crossover to those? Oh, um, I don't know if it's going to be kind of crossing over with that stuff at all. Um, it'd be interesting if it did. Um, it could literally just be a warehouse, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it looks cool. Like the the set photos didn't give as much that I didn't already know, unless there's other ones no. I've missed. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna get me more hyped than that last trailer did. I don't think. Yeah, that was so weird. Unless they literally <laughs> drop a trailer like showing Green Goblin and not just having his laugh, or showing some of the other Sinister Six actually being there. Yeah. Or like, obviously, you know, Toby and Andrew actually showing up in full Spider-Man gear. Like, unless you show yeah. that stuff, there's not much you're going to show me that's going to get me hyped for it. As Do you much really? As the last trailer. You really think they're going to show? They're going to do that money shot in the next trailer. So Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. You really think they're going to do that? If I was going to Honestly. get money on it, I think they would. Man, I as much I as I want to see that, man, they I really shouldn't. hope they say that. They shouldn't. Let me put it that way. Like I don't think they should. If they've got them in, it should be a reveal for the the movie. Yes. But at the same time, I, I there's still part of me that's like. Because think about it, the, the thing that makes me think about it is actually a Spider-Man thing. Mm-hmm. Is think about Civil War. Yeah, exactly. There was no reason to show Spider-Man. In fact, no. one of the clips he's shown in previous stuff, the lineups, he had been edited out. There was no reason to show that reveal. Yeah, except I, it would have to get it would have people, hit so much harder. Except to get butts and seats and to I get know, more it, money. It would have just. It would have hit so much that harder if that alone, was the reveal in the theater, though. That alone in the back of my head is that little niggle that Disney is going to show them in the next trailer if they're in it. I don't think they should, and I really hope they don't. Let me let me just put that out there. I really don't think they should. I hate trailers giving everything away. Yes. But I think they will because they know if they put all three Spider-Men on screen in the trailer, even for a split second, even just having Tom Holland on screen and hearing their voices... Mm-hmm. Is some sort of giveaway like that is going to like rocket the money in because people are going to want to see all the Spider Men together. Yeah. Oh, I see. so lock. I just pulled it up and I saw that. Oh shoot. Oh wow, really? Three Spider emojis. Yeah. So um, so Empire, you know, they came out with the Spider Man cover. Um, and then Sony Pictures UK retweeted it and they put three Spider emojis on it. See, I I think that yeah, I don't know, whatever. See, that's my thing. It's like I I really hope they don't. I hope they're smart enough to just leave it because the thing is, like, is it's going to make money regardless. People are already way beyond hyped for this movie. Like, it's crazy. But the how levels do you are guarantee crazy. the max amount of money? Let the them of- figure it out in the theater, man. Oh, for, for real, the 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 amount. Uh, I think the amount of difference in butts and seats uh, versus if they show it in the trailer yeah. versus if they don't show it in the trailer. I don't think is that big. Once they are dropped, once they're dropped in the movie, and people no, realize they're in the movie, I feel like pe- more people will go. I'll see tell it. you though, there is one difference in that in butts and seats, and there will be a difference in number. And you know how there'll be a difference in number? Oh, opening weekend. Yeah. What numbers do they talk about more than anything? Yeah. It's not about how much money the movie makes overall. It's about saying we've had the highest grossing Thursday, the highest grossing Friday, the highest grossing weekend numbers ever. Mm. Yeah. 
those numbers it's kind of like when somebody drops a youtube video like you can tell how good the youtube video is doing by the fact of like how many people watch it in the first 24 hours that's true like if people haven't watched it by then there's a chance a lot of people aren't going to get it it's the same thing like opening weekend and i'm like you, they don't want people to eventually hear about it and go they want people to be there day one yeah and they want I mean, it to be can, top of the charts multiple weeks like you can hint at it though without like just spoiling it everything you there's ways i think around it where you get a hint at it i don't know yeah i kind of give a log there as well he's saying like yes like the opening shows don't blow it up like it'll be online and within minutes the rest of the shows will blow out and i'm like yeah yeah but like i, I just that's the thing at the end of the day just disney wants money they're a business yeah. That's why they buy out the companies they do. That's why they sell the stuff that they do. That's why they work the way that they do. It's just, that's just how they do it. And it's like, yeah. they've always been like that. Yeah, Redbeard, their doctor and stuff like that a little bit. But the thing is, Disney wants the big numbers. Disney wants to be on top, you know. I mean, Disney is literally at the point of like where they are literally competing with themselves for the number one highest grossing movie ever. They literally <laughs> tossed the highest grossing movie of all time from Avatar to Avengers to Avatar. Yeah. And everyone's like that. It's like, oh yeah, like, you know, these numbers are jumping about and congratulations and handshakes. Disney literally shaking its own hand. Yeah. It owns both those properties. Well, I mean, so speaking of like revealing stuff in the trailer and i know we're i know we're almost at an hour but i really feel like we got to talk through this for a second yeah i feel like and i could be wrong because i haven't seen the movie but i feel like eternals is doing at least until recently is doing a really really good job of not spoiling stuff no i feel like i feel like there's a lot of stuff that they haven't that movie is two and a half hours long and they've shown maybe five minutes of footage. I they've feel like there's a lot of stuff in the movie. Without telling us exactly what's going on. Like, we know there's yes. a big world-ending threat. We know we're going to hear a little bit why the Eternals didn't get involved before and stuff, mm. all the usual stuff. But that's it. Yeah. They've, they've shown they've us, really like, the not... same trailer in a different way, like, three times. <laughs> Which I'm okay with. Like, I'm, I'm yes, fine with exactly. that. Because at the end of the day, Marvel could literally go, Eternals is coming and don't show a thing and people are still going to go see it. Yeah. You can literally remember, do like, that as like Spider Man, third movie is dropping. Yeah. You literally need to show nothing of that trailer. Yeah. And you're going to make bank. You know what I mean? There, remember when Endgame came out and like there was the trailers were awesome and we were so pumped for it, but they didn't I, show. I half they expected didn't... them not to drop a trailer for that, I'm gonna be honest. Because like who did who wasn't going back to watch this what happened? Yeah. Oh well they didn't show like a ton of stuff in the trailer that we saw in the movie and it was so much better experiencing that for the first time in a theater with a whole bunch of people you know so yeah i think the eternals have got the right just about it but i think that's the thing though the funny thing is it's because nobody cares about the eternals it's kind of like yeah. the guardians of the galaxy dropped or ant-man dropped or one of these lesser titles dropped like yes yeah, marvel and it's going to make bank but yeah, it's not Spider Man. It's not you know an Avengers movie. It's not an Iron Man movie. It's like so who cares? Yeah, I think another thing that you deal with you know with these early release viewings or early viewings and all that stuff are just like, in my opinion, tryhard like media creators and stuff like that wanting to get secrets of the movie out and they're like oh yeah because they crap. yeah because they want to get stuff out there because it's clickbait they want to get yeah. views their way and if they can reveal stuff about it beforehand it's like people are people are naturally curious yeah. They want to know what's going to happen. Like I've heard, like the like for example, I've heard the stories of like the the end credit scene of Eternals gets a standing gets a standing round of applause. 
Like people have been going crazy for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that as well, Redbeard. <laughs> supposed to be a World War Hulk movie coming. I'm like, I'll believe that when I see it. I want to see what's yeah. happened with the freaking solo rights for that first. Because as far as oh yeah, so what's up with that? So like Universal still still owns the rights, right? Exactly. So, That's why, like, I want to see more details on that before I completely buy into there being a World War Hulk movie. I'm all for it. I do think you missed your chance on it hitting at the right time. To be honest, oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. like, but at the same time, like, I'd be all for it if it was done properly. I would have rather him not be in Thor Ragnarok and him had his own movie. And yeah. that's when they did World also, War and also as that well, would have made the perfect sense. And how do you go back to doing a World War Hulk, like World Breaker Hulk, who we've talked about before on the show? <laughs> yeah, he gets kicked off the Earth again. <laughs> how do you do that when he's became like the half and half Hulk? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, I, yeah, it could be a new Hulk. Yeah, you're right. Oh, if it was Amadeus Cho, I'm all for that. I want to, be, uh, yeah. I still can't believe they just they didn't do that in the comics. Like they made Amadeus Cho Hulk and then went, nah, but everybody likes Bruce Banner. Let's bring him back. I'm like, give him a chance. Yeah, I don't you know, know anything about Amadeus Cho. Smart Asian Hulk. That's that's. Extent. I mean, he got he got he got transfused with Bruce Banner's blood, right? Like. Pretty yeah, much. it was something like that. I honestly don't know that much. I thought I, yeah. I've never kept up with Hulk stuff. Yeah, I haven't either. So even like a brand new Hulk, like I'm, you're still not getting me into it. Like I'm, I'm not that big on the Hulk stuff to be honest. It's just one of those characters. The return of Lou Ferrigno. If they don't make Lou Ferrigno Beta Ray Bill, I riot. <laughs> <sighs> no. <laughs> they already sideloaded him by having his mother be the Doctor in Age of Ultron. Hmm. Alright, so that's enough of kind of chat news, I think. We're at the 50-minute mark, so I think we should probably get into this. This yeah. is officially the start of the Indie Comic Book Club for Halloween, our spooky month, looking at one of the horror comics that are out there. If you are a fan of horror, if you love horror movies, horror games, horror whatever, um, you may not be aware that there's actually a vast amount of horror comic books out there that are legitimately horror legitimately yeah. scary legitimately spine chingling stories that are done really well and um, there's been a number of them i was looking at for this uh, show but i decided the best one to check out was this something is killing the children this is volume one it's still an ongoing series at the moment from james tinney and the fourth where they're and michael muerto um thank you sora Love you too, darling. <laughs> Ban Sora. Um, <laughs> but this this comic, I didn't really know much about the story of this. I didn't know much about it except the fact this was um, Reward Sora. I don't even bother. <laughs> that this was a highly acclaimed comic on the front of the covers of mine, at least, and hopefully yours as well, is the 2020 Best New Series Will Eisner nominee. So we've talked about it before, the comic book Will Eisner Awards. It was um, nominated for Best New Series. You know, camera a second to refocus on me there. Um, but yeah, beyond that, didn't know much about it except for the main character, Erica Slaughter. Like, there's pictures of her I've seen everywhere. Images of this chick with this cool mask. Yeah. So many cosplays of this girl. But like beyond like hard as the main character, like I I didn't know really anything yeah. about this going in. And the, the first time I'd heard about it is when you mentioned it to me, 
I hadn't I hadn't heard anything about this. So, that's fair, that's... and I'm I'm not I'm not really into horror comics like horror pretty much anything other than I watch a horror movie occasionally. But um, yeah, yeah, and that's I'm not a massive horror person. I've only started getting into some horror stuff in the last couple of years, and even then, I'm not still not big on horror. Like I like more thriller and sort of stuff if we're going into anything stuff like that. But yeah, this comic really, I think it was really well done. Um, so what were your initial thoughts on this then? What were your thoughts going into this when I recommended this book and you thought about it? Because you said you were, you know, surprised by the book when you at the start of the show. So what were your initial thoughts on it? Yeah. So when you recommended the book to me, just based off the cover, I'm like, this is gonna be dumb. Because, you know, it looked like, it almost looked like a kid's book. Like, it was, even though it was like a horror, it was going to be kind of like a tamed down, like, um, like a very approachable kid horror-ish type book. And then you and I started talking a couple weeks ago about it, and you were telling me about some of the stuff that was in it and showing me, and it is not for kids. No, issue, <laughs> issue one very quickly establishes this is not a kid's book. This is... I mean, they're, like... They're children that get ripped apart in the book, so it is, and it shows it. It is, it is intense. It's uh, extremely graphic. Um, that being said, I think this is probably—I probably shouldn't have led with that—but this is probably one of my favorite indie books that we've covered so far. I think Lock and Key is probably a very close second for me, mm-hmm. but I think this, like, I could imagine as I was reading this, I could imagine this on the on the big screen, either like a TV show or a movie. Like I could imagine myself watching this, and I would be just enthralled with it. I I find I I feel like the art is really really good, but I feel like the story is better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The story, the writing on it is really really good, and you know there's a lot of mystery in this book, and a lot of stuff doesn't get explained, and the stuff that does get explained, in my opinion, leads to more questions. Um, and but I love how they don't reveal everything up front, but it does it kicks it gets kicked off with a bang. Yeah, but I really, this, really liked it, man. I really liked it. Yeah, that's the thing. This is if you want to check this out as well. It's like I thoroughly enjoyed the story of this. I really liked it. It really intrigued and caught my attention. At the same time, though, like you said, there are so many questions left. It's and the questions that are there are a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like something killing the children is not like a one and done volume. Yeah, it's not even like a couple of volumes like we talked about. Lock and Key was like meant to be like a six volume run, and like that's that. That's mm. the story. Like this is an ongoing like, series. It's still ongoing. There's still questions to be asked, and there's even a spinoff book of it now called The House of Slaughter. Well, like even though even you said earlier, like before we got on the stream, like I th- I thought the book was just going to wrap up what what they were doing in the book, and it didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, like at like the very end of it, I thought like okay, this is going to wrap up by the end of this, and then we'll continue the journey next volume and we'll delve deeper into what's going on elsewhere we'll move to a new place deal with new threats you know kind of like your you know one and done weekly series sort of thing yeah and it's like no at the end of this thing no like erica's sticking around town well yeah and at the end there's this huge reveal that you're like holy crap okay i have so many questions right now (laughs) yeah like there's so much intrigue about it um yeah as a horror book it's like it's definitely not the most horrific sort of stuff. Like, there's some big gory moments in it. There's some big yeah. massacre moments in it. It's definitely like a suspense slash thriller. But there's a lot a of little suspense, bit of a lot of yeah. thriller to it, a lot of anxiety building and anxiety mm-hmm. inducing moments of like building the tension up to something. 
and um, a lot of the questions help build up the stuff as well um, and what's actually going on because the honest truth is we don't know what's going on um, one thing with the art that did throw me off I will say is that Erica is supposed mm -hmm. to be in her 30s oh yeah I definitely don't get that from the, from and the, the art and the art she looks like she's like 17 18 yeah she looks yeah. like a you know a young girl um, but like maybe she is and it's just the license she has but at the same time the license legitimately has the name Erica Slaughter on it yeah so I figured if you were having a fake ID with something on it that you would change the name but one of one of the issues that I have with the art, and I, this might be on purpose, but, and again, we're going into a little bit of spoilers here, so if you don't want to be spoiled by this book, you want to read it on your own, you, you can uh, throw us a lurk or whatnot, but um, the main monster mm -hmm. that they're hunting down, like, I, I can't tell, I can't get a grasp on what it looks like. Uh, you know, it's just pieces of him here and there, which might be on purpose, but just the way that he's drawn, I feel like it's a completely different style than everything else. Yeah, um, it's, it's interesting because it's like the rest of it's kind of done in a sp very specific art style. Yeah. But if I can get to the. Try to find the first picture of the monster. Okay, FYI, this has him ripping a kid apart, but this is the first picture. But you get a look at him, but he's very much in darkness, very much kind yeah. of hidden. But that might also yeah. be the fact as well that a lot of the characters can't see him yeah he's yeah and that's that's a, a really characters and stuff and it's hidden away and he's this monster but also it might be the whole monster movie effect of like keeping the creature hidden yeah. for the most part until like the very end or and at the very end kind of spoils for it she talks about there might be more of them so mm -hmm. it might be the fact of keeping that one hidden for the most part and giving little yeah. looks at it because we're going to see more of it to come you know, it's like so. It's like, but I definitely understand that. Like, I, I mean, that was my same complaint with something like Cloverfield, mm -hmm. and watching that was like, I still don't know what that freaking monster looks like or what was going on or anything. Well, and I'm cool you know? with the them keeping the monster in the shadows and like you don't see the monster until like the very end. But I, I feel like they they revealed pretty much the whole monster right at the beginning. It's just I don't know. It's maybe just the way that he's drawn or it's drawn or whatever. I just I don't know. I, f I feel like they could have like spend a little more time on that and i know that's super hypercritical but that's the only issue that i have with the art <laughs> yeah but like the art is really cool really yeah Trevor, all right one thing good thing one thing i do have to talk about one thing i do have to talk about and i sent you a message on this and this drove me absolutely crazy so this is the only other i think issue that i have with the book but you know i, I ideally when you're reading a comic you are reading obviously left to right and top to bottom, right? So you start oh, here. Oh yeah. You start here and you go down the page, then you go up and go down the page. Sometimes you have a two-page spread in a comic, right? You get I get it. Yep, and sometimes they'll overlap, but for the most part you go obviously left to right, top to bottom. This one, it changes. Every every two pages, it changes. You'll sometimes go across and then halfway down you switch to the left and then go to the right. Sometimes it has a left then right, and it was driving me bananas. I'm like, yeah. dude, we, let's just stick with the standard and stick with it. <laughs> it was a little bit irritating because I would start reading and then I'd go to read the next panel and realize that that panel wasn't the next panel. I missed a whole yes. chunk of it, so I had to go back and read it again. And I didn't that, get that. I don't I don't get why they did that. I don't I don't get why it changed so much. If you were changing something for a moment for a like, yeah. like a certain storytelling aspect, fair enough. Mm -hmm. But yeah. like, it keeps happening, and I keep not being able to keep up with it. And that was probably yes. the only major frustration I had. Yeah. With it, that was a little bit bizarre. 
Like, dude, pick a freaking layout and <laughs> stick with it. <laughs> but yeah, like those are the only two issues that I had. Like the the design of the monster, I feel like could have been a little bit better, bit better, or the way that they drew him. Or Can it, I talk about the layout. design of Erica here? Like in these pages specifically, mm-hmm. like just looking at our face, like how offsetting, like they kind of yes. is for stuff. Yes. And like, I don't know if anyone is like if you've seen it or if anyone's a fan of like Death Note. Yep. But like when she's like crouched like that and some of these shots of her face, like it gives me very L vibes. Mm-hmm. From like Death Note, very like she doesn't seem to like especially in that scene where like, she's talking to the kid who survived the attack and stuff like that, but she's not always yeah. like directly making eye contact with him and is very kind of focused on like, okay, answer these questions, I need you to talk yeah. about this. It's like there was definite kind of L vibes to elements of it. Like mm-hmm. almost like Asperger's almost like Yeah. Um, which was a really interesting which it kind of I, just because of the way the art was and the kind of the style of the story it was a little it made it a little more unsettling mm-hmm. like things weren't quite normal and um, so I'll be interested to see how that kind of plays out going forward and um, but yeah I really like how they they wrote the characters I feel like the characters the way that they acted and the responses to certain scenarios were were super super realistic yeah like absolutely. i'm specifically thinking about um the little girl who goes missing in the book her brother mm-hmm. um he's he's basically his his mom has gone nuts because their daughter's missing and they're trying to let the sheriff handle it and he's just not handling it so he basically takes matters into his own hands and uh just that whole thing i think is super realistic like i think that that's something that would would literally happen um yeah no absolutely it's like it's the characters are very well defined as well and so you very mm-hmm. you relate to them even like stuff like him like the brother yeah there's moments where he becomes like infuriating because like you know you understand where he's coming from but at the same time you're mm-hmm. infuriated because like you know he's slowing erica down at points yeah and becoming a hindrance but at the same time you're like i i understand his frustration mm-hmm. he has no idea what he's walking into um, but yeah, I thought the characters were well defined. The kid who survived the attacks and stuff kind of becomes a a ride along character to introduce us to Erica. Yeah, which is interesting. I thought we got a really good insight in Erica and the police station scene, mm-hmm. where like she's talking to the police officer and stuff, and we get a good insight in who she is. Um, and just the characters that we follow along, I felt like we got a lot of a good journeying with them. And yeah. Like, they were well defined and kind of helped expand the story. It's like it felt like a really good start to a story. Yes, I think I, it's I feel like that's the best thing I can describe it as. The first issue was so. I was going to say it was such a good, but then I said so. It was so good. It was such a good introduction to Erica and the main character. The uh, boy, I forgot his name. Oh, James. Yes, that's it. Um, and obviously, just to the scenario that they're in, it was so cool, and then immediately. Within the first two pages, I was hooked. Kind of the same thing with Spencer and Locke. Within the first two pages, I was hooked. You yeah. know? What is up, Watson? How are you doing, sir? Hey, hello, Watson. How's it going, sir? Shout out to Cope Trio, by the way. If you guys are not following them, go and drop them a follow. They're good friends of ours. And I think they are about like six or seven followers away from like 500. Nice. You're on Twitch. So um, if you're not following them, do us a favor. Go and drop them a follow and show them some love. Um, but yeah, I think I got drawn into this story right away, and I think yes, 
it's like they knew they had an ongoing series for this and it was going to last a length of time so like James Tinian takes his time unfolding mm-hmm. the story yeah um, he takes his time unfolding it like the opening of it is very chill very slow going but at the same time you feel like this the tension around it feels almost kind of like it's almost kind of like watching it like Stephen King's it of, you yeah know, like, you, know, you know how like these kids are getting taken and there's almost dude, this anxiety around the town but nobody's dude, talk, funny but nobody's talking about it dude, it's so funny you said that because i was just thinking i was like this reminds me of a lot of the movies from like my childhood like the yeah. late 80s the 90s where it was like these kids it was like a kids based horror movie and there was this mystery that was going on and the kids were trying to solve it and yes yes i totally it, got that vibe it reminds me of it and so much because like Although it's kind of calm because we get introduced to Erica and we get introduced to James, mm-hmm. and it's very calm apart from like seeing the actual monster killing his friends, which we mm-hmm. do get to see like right off the bat. There's no, yeah. oh, what does this thing look like? No, we get introduced to the monster slaughtering Immediately. Him right away. Yeah, but there's almost this quietness around the town of like, almost like we're aware something's wrong. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what it is, but we're we're scared to say anything. Yeah. Like James, because he's the only survivor, starts to take a lot of the blame, and it's like it's almost like it's clearly not him though. Yeah, like his friends were like are literally ripped apart. It clearly wasn't a teenage boy that did this. Mm-hmm. I, that's not possible. And it's like, but nobody's talking about it, and it's like it's this thing of like, you know, Erica starts asking him questions when she gets it, and all the fact she delves into that stuff of she like is like, no, tell me honestly what happened. I'll believe anything you say. Don't don't think about the fact of like people haven't believed you. There's no one could believe what you say. Tell me exactly what you saw. Yeah, it's not going to sound crazy. It's not going to sound insane. It's it's going to be true. Yeah. Um. But that was the thing as well. Like in that introduction, you said the first couple of pages because like we get almost like his friends doing like a truth or dare sort of Mm -hmm. thing like right off the bat and yeah it's like a sleepover type thing which i love that the very next page then cuts to him basically being interviewed but like i don't know if it's fbi or police yeah i'll show you yeah yeah so it's a really i was thinking about the same thing there's a really cool transition basically it goes from like the sleepover where they're doing sleep or dare at the bottom his face yeah the top of the next panel where he's being interviewed by the fbi what is very much like a police what what the crap just happened like yeah soon that intrigue's in there and then instead of and telling us that we then cut to our meet our protagonist everybody <laughs> and it's like i love the fact that there's no context to what's happening here well it's even there's a girl written in a wagon yeah. missing her arm missing her legs one eye yeah. out and then a blonde girl in a mask yeah. comes out with two machetes covered in blood no explanation about what's just happened just yeah that has happened i don't really think they explain that little girl either no and that's the thing though it's like i think the whole point of it is really it's like she's clearly she's clearly the james character for whatever town erica was in before yeah she's a character that survived or has experienced a monster or something like that and we we find out quickly off that erica is basically a monster hunter of some sort uh-huh. and while she's like wrapping up there and like bandaging herself she gets a call and the only thing that we get on the phone is St. George and like that she thinks the guy's a you know an a-hole mm-hmm. um, 
and then she has to go to Archer's Peak. So it's like, okay, she's a monster hunter of some sort. She yeah. clearly works for somebody who sends her on these missions to these different places. And she goes to get cleaned up and stuff at the girl's house before moving to Archer's Peak. We never see that girl again, so it's like we, we're we literally introduced to Erica in the middle of what she does, so within a few yeah. pages you've already given us anticipation about the story, anticipation about the creature we're going to see, introduced us to the protagonist and the type of person she is, all within a few pages. Hey dude, I don't know if you caught this, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to derail a combo, but on James, I think is his name? Mm-hmm. Is it James? Or, yeah. His shirt, I don't know if you, it, There's. it's like a it's like a Easter egg to the, like the Nightwing logo. It's not quite the Nightwing logo, oh, really? but it's like the Nightwing logo if it was the bat symbol. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if you caught that or not. I don't know if that was intentional, but it's very, very uh, close. That's cool. I'm all for that, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I think this story goes really well, and we see James like really struggling with that. His friends have all been killed, and like he's legitimately getting hassled by kids at school who are like, "You're the killer." Yeah, because everybody thinks that they that he he's the one who murdered it, and then they're like giving him a hard time. Um, yeah. Which, although I do love this actually, because there's a kid that basically like goes off at him. I think one of the friends that he killed is a friend of his. Like he literally goes off to him. Yeah. And literally. It's like he literally whispers under his breath, like standing at the memorial, just shut up. Because yeah. what did you say to me? And he literally shut that f up. Yeah. The top yeah. of his lungs, and then next clip, principal's office. In the principal's office. This is one of this is a cool scene though. I love this principal yes. and just how straightforward he is. The principal is basically like, yeah, that kid's a, a dummy. I love <laughs> you should have like, hit him. He goes, like, what am I supposed to do about this? I think I'm supposed to call my dad. You really want me to call your dad, James? No. You know, you really should have punched him. Okay. Not that I'm advocating violence, but goodness, if there was a kid that I wanted to... Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Another fact that he basically just goes into this stuff with the fact that, like, this isn't okay. This isn't normal. Like, what's going on? Like, like, he's like, nine kids have already disappeared. Mm -hmm. All these dead bodies are showing up and no one effing cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. And he's he's clearly struggling with it himself. He's like, you know what, just keep doing what you're doing. Just take the time if you need it. Yeah. It's like so we start to see that the kids are disappearing. Erica shows in, up into town and we get a shot of the missing kid board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like the ones that they know of in the town. So they give us an idea that this has been going on for a while and stuff. Yeah. And, the next thing she does is bump into James and basically ask him, like, what happened? She's like, I would have told everything to the cops. And it's like, like, I read what you said to the cops. It's like, I don't want to know what you told the cops. What happened? Yeah, and tell me everything and I'll believe anything you say. And that's when we get our hoo-hoo-hoo. This flashback. This is a moment this turns into a horror comic. Yeah. Like, we had Thriller up to this point, but this is, like, now horror. Like, even the way the kids' faces are drawn. Yeah. Like, you see him, like, running through the the forest looking for his friends and stuff, screaming mm-hmm. out for them. And, like, even the first kid you see is, like, a, like his face just looks so contorted. Like, if I can... Yeah. Like, because I don't want really to show what comes next just yet. Yeah. But, like, screaming, help me, help me. And then it goes to the next scene. And like he's yelling help me, but he's like he's in half. He's like legitimately in half, dragging his body and like dies there and is like 
It's like, what the crap? Yeah. And then, like, everywhere he goes, it just gets worse of, and worse. Like, it's he just sees a bunch of cutscenes of just dead kids and him screaming and limbs missing, bits bitten out of them, heads like contorted. It's like, oh my goodness. You know, so you see one of his friends like trying to ask for help and his jaws busted, he can't even ask for it. Yeah. And as he's asking for help, this creature comes and like rips him apart, and it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know we showed this earlier, but that's right after that kid asked for help. <laughs> it's like, it's... Okay, and then she's sitting there, her phone goes off again. And... And she's like, yeah, so don't worry, I got this handled. Yeah. You know, there's a monster in these woods. And that's why I'm here. I'm going to kill it. And he's like, can I help? And that's it. That's our introduction something that's killing the children and I'm like I, oh, I read cool. that first issue and I'm like okay I'm in I need to see what yeah, happens next exactly and I feel like um, I feel like there's a lot of exposition in the in the second volume it's basically building the backstory of Erica and that um, that other dude whose yeah, daughter Tommy. who's uh, yeah Tommy whose sister's missing um, there's a lot of backstory with him which is interesting because it's like it gives a little bit of backstory of the families and stuff and how they're coping with this and which I'm glad that they do because there's so many kids missing. I'm glad we get to see it. Um, I do love the shot though. If he thinks he hears a noise. Yes, I didn't get that until at the very end of the comic. And the I monsters get... like right over him. Yes. And I'm like, he can't see it though. He's like, hello. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody there? Like the thing is literally right at him. Yeah. And he can't see it. Yeah. So so basically, this this issue I think is just dedicated to. Um, James and Erica's relationship, kind of building that trust. And then, um, gosh, I'm so bad with names. What's his name again? Tommy. Tommy, yeah. His relationship um, basically focuses on him and his uh, trying to find his sister. I basically love the whole fire. restaurant stuff between the Dude, that's and... hilarious. And it's not Applebee's, it's Apple Beams is Apple, the name of... Apple Beams. You know, so we can't get, <laughs> so we can't get sued. And she's basically like, can I get a table for like a week? Yeah, just Does anybody come here? Up. Is it that bit? So it's basically a whole like two to three page spread bust on Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody comes here. It's like <laughs> nobody goes there. I'll pay if you, you do, f- I'm sorry. <clears throat> I apologize. But... Like, nobody comes here, but I will pay you fifty bucks up front to keep my bag at a table. Oh my god! If there's any questions, he says there's another manager. She works like Thursdays. Like, okay, I'll come get it by Thursday. Yeah. Any other questions? <laughs> nope. And as so, like, so she, she says that, and I love it. I love her reasoning as well. That James asked her, "Well, why the hell are we here then?" It's like, yeah. we've got big tables. So she basically she commandeers the table, right? <laughs> she we've got big she, tables, so she can put the map of the area <laughs> out on it. That's yeah. that's why they wanted to go there. <laughs> she throws this huge map on the table, and they start kind of outlining, like identifying where all these missing kids, or where the bodies were found, and where these missing kids should be. And that's when Tommy kind of walks up and says, "You're missing one. That's where my sister was last seen, or whatnot." And then I think uh, Tommy and Eric are starting to get into this huge argument because mm-hmm. he kind of thinks that James is guilty. He kind of thinks James had something to do with the, the kids that got slaughtered. Yeah, because it's one of his uh, work colleagues that mentions mm-hmm. to him because she goes up to get, take their order and stuff. Um, and she's the one that mentions to him, like, hey, this is the, that's the kid that survived. Yeah. Oh, can I point out as well, as it'll be important later, first sighting of the octopus. Which I still, like, no clue what that's all about. 
I'll give my take on it when we get to, I think it's like issue 5, chapter 5, right. that they they kind of delve into that a little bit more with a little hint, so I'll, I'll give my take of what I think it is, but honestly I don't know either. Um, oh, Also we get a nice couple of shots of Erica doing what she does. Just a beast. Yeah, like this, this, this is what she does and she does it well. She looks like an animal and she does it. But yeah, so like he comes over and shows... Uh, Tommy comes over, as you said, shows him where like, the sister lived because that's his house. Um, and he starts to get a bit suspicious and stuff. and you know. What yeah, he basically he comes up to the table and goes, yeah, that's where I live. And then she goes, are you related to... And he goes, Sophie, yeah, I'm her brother. And then he's like, what are you doing here? And I'm then, not gonna lie. Know, I, I laughed at the point when she's like that. It's like that. It's like I don't know where your sister is, Tommy. It's like, how the f do you know my name? Name tag. <laughs> name tag. <laughs> name tag. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I had a chuckle at that, but that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Um, but she's like, okay, you know what? We're out of here. She goes to pick up her bag, and her blade falls out. Mm-hmm. And so it's literally like he goes for her, smashes him in the table, throws his money back at him. Like, okay, we're out of here. Bye. <laughs> She like walks away with her hands in the air. She goes, "I'm gonna walk away now." <laughs> and then he calls the sheriff, basically. Yeah, I guess the police involved. Um, and then Erica goes to her room and has a conversation with said octopus. And said octopus responds and replies to her. <laughs> it's like basically she goes off into the whole stuff that her and James talked about, and the octopus is. It's like, hey, you working on this for me? Okay. Um, and then, of course, the officers that were called show up at the door. And she opens the door and it's like, yeah, how can I help, officer? Which I'm assuming he can't see it, but... Yeah. This is a pattern yeah, projected around the octopus. That's about I still don't get is the thing around it. I understand, I think, more... Like what the octopus role is in terms of like the people we see later, but yeah, yeah that one's a bit. Well, there, there's this really cool call to the the form of the octopus, the real life or her, the form that she sees. Like when the sheriff first goes to the door, he sees a light under the door, and he sees this weird shape, like kind of yeah. like an octopus. And then he kind of rubs his eyes, and it goes away. So there's this there's this like hints uh, in the beginning of the story that not everybody can see whatever these things are, the monsters and this thing that um, Erica's talking to. Um, so that, that's a really cool thing that they build on through the story. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's really well done. And it's like, it's uh, very heavily kind of um, explained at the end. But again, the explanation just leaves way more questions. Yeah, absolutely. So you don't get full answers of it yet. And that's kind of cool that you don't... Um. So we definitely chapter three, things get intense again. Mm-hmm. As we basically see a little girl getting attacked and find out that she was part of a group of five kids who were like murdered by one of the monsters in their home. You know, and it's like we go to uh, the bar where we see Tommy and stuff talking there and telling about his friends about how he called the police on her and how crazy she was. And we get probably one of my favorite back and forths in the first volume. Yes. Of she's Erica talking to the sheriff. And the, sh- the sheriff at the police station. I love yeah. this back and forth. 
because he's it's one of those he's interrogating her but like she's completely in control obviously of everything that's taking place yeah um i think it's funny that she it's basically her license is just a piece of paper it's a photocopy and he's like this is a piece of paper <laughs> yeah so you could have made this at a store i'm like yeah i could have but you didn't even bother laminating it <laughs> he said this is made of paper and she said so's a social security card and he said this isn't a social security card it's a license it looks like you made it at kinko's <laughs> she's like yeah you didn't even laminate it yeah but she's so nonchalant about it like yeah i don't really care Here's a, here's a really good example, though, of what I was talking earlier about the comic layout. So you have, obviously, the intro. I don't know if everybody can see this, but you have the intro, and then it goes this panel down to this panel, and then it starts all the way over here again. And that's not a standard that they follow with the comic. It's They jump all over the place with different formats, and it's it's it makes it a little hard to read. Yeah. Because uh, let me see... Because like in the next page, I wanted to show. I wanted to just check the layout. Because like the layout of the next page is completely different. Yeah. Like the layout of the next page like goes like along here, and then like up here to the next page, and then it goes right along the bottom. Yep. And it's like, why would you set it out so differently, page yeah. to page to page? Like why? Is, I know. It's like it's really hard to follow. Like it's it's not enough to throw me off the story or put me off it completely. It's just a little irritating. Like every time you turn the page, you don't quite know where you're going. Yeah, it's very irritating. It was irritating to me. You know, maybe that's part of it, though. Maybe that's part of the setup of the story. Maybe that's. Oh, and then and look, the next page. You're basically going left to right, all the way down. It's just weird. It's just yeah, weird. It changes so much, but. But yeah, so the sheriff starts to interrogate Erica, and you very much find out quickly that. You know that she really doesn't care what he yeah. thinks. Um, you know, and she tries to lay it out to him. It's like that. Basically, he's trying to pin it on her, and she's like, "You asked me where I was on a bunch of dates. I told you. If you looked at those dates and places up, you're going to find a lot of stories about little towns like this with missing kids. Mm-hmm. That's going to freak you out. You're going to want to lock me up and throw away the key, but it doesn't change the fact that you saw me getting off the bus. You know, I wasn't here." the things went back down but you still want to lock me up because it'll make you feel like you're doing something so that's him up and he's like sure yeah and it's like and she starts then interrogating him about the board he's got like what kid meant when went missing when mm-hmm. you know it's like what happens and it's he starts to get really frustrated about it because he thinks like you're playing a game with me yeah and literally goes off on her because he's like, like, this is a small town, this isn't like one of the bigger cities, like, this doesn't happen here. Mm-hmm. Like, this stuff does not happen here, children are dying. And he's like, and she's basically like, that's why I'm here. It's like, all you need to know is that there's children dying, I'm going to show up, I'm going to do what I need to do, and when I leave, you won't understand why it stopped, you won't understand why it was happening in the first place or what took place, but all you'll know is it stopped. Yeah. And that's enough. It's like, and I kind of love that for it. It's like that. It's like because like how desperate are you of like, if that's enough for you that it's stopped, then that's enough. Kids are no longer dying in this town. You're never going to understand the answer why. You're never going to know the the answers to why. But it stopped. 
and if that's yeah. and that's enough surely and she even tells him look if you don't let me out of here soon as well like, you're just going to get a phone call from someone telling you enough information that you need to let me out mm-hmm. and I'm going to go do what I need to do yep and the funny thing is he ends up doing it like beforehand and she like then of course like finds out that like, there was a another officer comes in and says like about the five kids that died and she gets mad it's like like what do I do when I get the phone call from the guy from you she's like telling me he's an a-hole and that he's late yeah. because another five kids have died you know so it's like she goes back in a hunting mode mm-hmm. um, and we see her like going off at the octopus she meets back up with James <laughs> but she goes off at the octopus because James is making fun of her because she's talking to a, a, a basically a, a stuffed octopus. But like she is going off at this thing about it, the fact of like, it's like okay, you've made a mistake in your intel. You've given me the wrong class of monster. Yeah. You said it was a class E. This is not a class E. This is a class B. This is way more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And like she's going off, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" Basically. So you look angry. You try talking to people and not to a stuffed octopus. Shut the f up, James. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not. And she goes. Mood. I'd like to apologize for that. <laughs> you know. And they said, "Well, what do we need to face this thing?" Then she's like, "Okay, come on. We need weapons. Lots of weapons." Dude, this. All right. So, where do you go the, to get weapons? The house depot. House depot. All right. So this is probably this is a really funny scene. I was gonna say it's probably one of my favorite scenes, but this is a really funny scene. That's a great scene. Where this, <laughs> but the dude, the dude is basically going through all these different types of uh, of chainsaws, and he's talking about all the all the bells and whistles on these. And he goes, "You could buy a cheaper chainsaw that's not going to stop when it starts cutting through." Oh yeah, because he starts like, talking stuff. about the special sensors the new ones have, so that like <laughs> if you like keep cutting and it goes through something to make sure you don't like cut off your limbs, it'll stop. Automatic stop on it. Yeah, yeah. And then I've and got, he's like, basically like, old... "We do have other ones that don't have that." Like, basically, I've got these, like, nasty, rusty-ass old chainsaws that won't stop for nothing or just keep cutting no matter what. It's like, yeah, can I have a look at those models? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, can I see the, the crap, crappy rundown models? And he goes, sorry? She so, goes, the ones that keep ripping through anything and everything, like, they've got a mind of their own? She's like, I, he's like, I think he misunderstood. And she was like, I want to see those models, Henry. Please, I don't have much time. <laughs> oh, and cordless. I need cordless. And he's like, so you got a lot of renovations coming up, don't you? And he's looking at her cart, and there's like axes and gloves and rope. It's basically like a a, a freaking serial killer's like murder yeah. basket here. And I'm like, so a lot of renovations coming up. Yeah, <laughs> doing a lot of work around your house, are you? Oh my goodness. And then we kind of cut, uh, it kind of cuts into another scene with Tommy, who's visiting his dad, who's obviously based on the scene, he's estranged from his dad, and his dad, kind of a loser, it looks like. And he walks into the house, and his dad is just on the couch, just buck naked. Just, he fell asleep with no clothes on. And you're, you're under the pretense that he's going there to visit his dad, kind of check in on up, uh, on in him, up on him. But uh, you realize that he's actually just looking for a weapon that his dad has stashed, because he's going to go look for Erica, is basically the whole gist behind that. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, it's, he goes for a weapon, because you get, like, Tommy's now going after... Mm-hmm. Erica essentially thinking that she's the yeah. killer. Yeah. We get an interesting scene then next as well of like uh, like the crime scene basically talking about how effed up it looks and how messy it is and all this stuff from the corner. I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like the stuff for the corner like, I feel like part of it's meant to like give us some character development. I also feel like yeah. there's a bit of padding. 
like the stuff with the coroner like it goes on just a little bit too long for me yeah like I don't need to know about the ins and outs of these characters dying I already know what killed them it's this monster that Erica's hunting I'd rather just keep going with her yeah but then we do get someone that gives um it gives the cop that Erica was talking to a call gives the sheriff a call and says that he's here to help and it's the guy that was meant to be calling for Erica mm-hmm. and basically like, just let her do what she needs to do yep you know it's like so you're the guy that she's with and he's like that Erica Slaughter isn't with anybody um, and we do get a hint he's holding a dragon cane but we do see this tattoo on his hand yeah it's like a dragon, with, dragon with chopsticks or something yeah um, or like crossed out or something but yeah and that's the reason uh, that's, that's so relevant is that that's at the end of every issue yeah I was gonna say that's um, so, so that's clearly like a, a symbol that we need to be aware of for what's coming and up she has it. that on her in the inside of her right forearm she has that tattoo yeah so it's like clearly whatever organization this is this is who they work this is the symbol yeah. of their organization and um, I'm assuming it's the house of slaughter just simply okay. because of the spin-off title that's yeah. out there now there's a spin-off title called the house of slaughter based on this um so yeah so the two of them hit uh, erica and james basically head off yeah and, and earlier something we forgot to mention the sheriff asked the like the under sheriff or whatever to kind of tag along and follow them without being seen mm-hmm. so that's that's, yeah, a, so that's a really important part yeah yeah so it's like so they're walking along and it's like he's he's like i've got a question what did i say about questions that they're they're smart to ask when you're a life and death scenario and she's like okay fair enough yeah, fair question. Enough. <laughs> and then he's like what are monsters big scary things that eat children and he's like really is that it like, you know give him <laughs> more of an explanation than that is like and then he starts going like, but monsters aren't real it's like of course they are you've seen the one you saw it eat your friends but why did it eat my friends because they could see it because they believed in it and we start to get the lore of like these creatures like you have to essentially kind of believe in them to actually see them mm-hmm. he's like I didn't believe in monsters I don't think they did either it's like yeah you did of course you did believing is different thing than knowing you're old enough to know that there aren't monsters in the world but you don't believe that not really you hear a noise in the woods or see a shadow shape wrong and you're still yeah. afraid that's such a cool piece of dialogue that man. dialogue just totally hit me like that's so cool it's like it's that yeah. idea of like i know there's not a monster under my bed yeah but i guarantee your ass that my feet are not coming out from under the covers in case something grabs it freddy krueger is not hiding in my bed that doesn't mean you know based off the movie that i've seen that is his his <laughs> tan swords or whatever aren't gonna puncture through my chest you know whatever. exactly Sorry, that took, took a dark turn <laughs> I say Nitro's gone off on one there, like Nitro's working through some stuff apparently. You got you got some stuff you want to talk about there, Nitro? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh yeah, just if you, if you need to talk, we're here, man. Just just saying. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'm gonna go cry in the corner afterwards. <laughs> but it's like, but you know what I mean? It's that thing of like that. I know, like intelligently, I know these things don't yeah. exist. Yeah. Like that still doesn't mean that even though I lived like. 15 minute walk from my friend's house that the night I watched um, Dog Soldiers at his house 
<laughs> and then had to walk in the dark, only lit by street lamps, and started hearing dogs barking. That I didn't <laughs> run that fifteen minute walk in like five. Because That's just hilarious. in case. Why? Because in my head I know they don't exist, and I like but in that moment I didn't believe they didn't exist. I believed in them very much. Like, but that dialogue is just it's so cool. You know, it's like your your brain doesn't fully take it in sometimes. Your brain doesn't comprehend it in the same way. You know? It's like knowing something in your head and your heart sort of thing. Like yeah. your head knows that's not true, but your heart's still like Is it though? Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting as well of like Erica's basically starts telling the whole sort of thing of like you know adults really can't see these things because their brains are developed so they make logical excuses for it there's easy ways to make excuses for stuff and she basically like gets him loaded gets loaded up to go in there and is basically telling him like look you're not coming in there yeah you know and he's like basically saying like look I've seen this stuff I've seen horrible things I want to help and she's like look you cannot come in there yeah, because they basically, she thinks that they found this thing's nest where it keeps all of the dead children's bodies that haven't been found. So that's where they're going to kind of check. Yeah, and so she's basically like, look, do not come in there with me. Yeah. And it's like, but I've seen horrible things, like, no, like this, you like know. This. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be seeing this. And then there's a there's a scene where the undersheriff or where, whoever it is, the detective or whatnot, is kind of hanging back, and he's got his binoculars on him, and he's like, what are you doing? Um, and then he's he's basically like telling him a whole rundown of you know I followed him to the store they got a whole grocery cart full of weapons <laughs> and stuff like that and then basically the sheriff based on the conversation that he had with this mysterious uh, house of slaughter person is like don't follow her yeah and the like, sheriff is like what <laughs> he's like yeah don't follow her I don't want you to follow her he's like I'm serious leave it alone she's doing what she's got to do and then he basically like he's basically like well screw that I'm gonna follow her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To which point he then goes to get his equipment to go and follow her and then gets jumped and smacked by Tommy. Who then he decides to follow her instead. Yeah, and he basically he uh what do you call it when he hits him with a gun? Oh he pistol whips him like right yeah, in the back. Yeah, he pistol whips him. This is basically like you had a chance to keep that Erica chick because I think she has something to do with my sister being missing. You had a chance to keep her locked up and you didn't. So I'm gonna do what you can't, basically. Yeah. So he takes it out, goes to go after her, and basically, I'm going to take her out. And Erica basically arrives where the monster is and realizes this is a big nest. Mm-hmm. And there's a nice little bit of dialogue of her going off at the octopus, like, you knew about this, didn't you? You didn't say anything. And she includes <laughs> James, like, I need you to go hide behind that ridge. And do not yeah. come out, no matter what you hear. Take these and wait. So I'm going to go do my job. So she loads up mask weapons, chainsaw goes into the nest and we find a bunch of dead bodies this creature has like chowed down so many kids and of course as she arrives in full garb to fight this thing, right at a bunch of dead bodies Tommy finds her and is basically like, haha I knew it you're the one that did it all, you killed them and then she's like, Tommy you need to get down right now. Not a chance. <laughs> what he doesn't see. What he doesn't see is he has a friend behind him. 
and this brings us to the final chapter of volume one the final showdown yeah so it opens up with uh basically frank um kind of sitting over the in the ridge where erica told him to sit he's kind of just chilling uh, with octopus you are awful with names dude i am Wait, is james. It, it's not franklin james that's a dude i am a horrible with names got him like so three character names <laughs> <laughs> james james all right so james is just chilling over the ridge where erica told him to go and he's like i'm cold and this sucks and he's looking around and then he sees this he sees this dead dog and basically kind of has a flashback to the scene where he found all of his friends dead bodies and um and then the octopus starts talking to him and starts basically going in on him about how he's so weak um he said let me just read it he says I don't know why she brought you. You're such a weak little thing. You should run back home. This is not a job for scared children. The creatures eat scared children. And then um, James goes, I'm not afraid, and you're not real. He goes, yes, that's right. I'm not real. This is all a nightmare, a nightmare that gutted your friends. It's easier to think that, yes? So you don't have to face the that you led them down into the dark woods late at night to their deaths, so you don't have to face that it was your fault. So he just starts going in on him, and he's basically saying the monster should just come and eat you too. Yeah. <laughs> he's so he's and the the octopus basically talks him into going in there to helping Erica, yeah. to give, giving Erica some backup. Sorry, I'm a bit like telling that I'm sitting here yawning. I'm sorry, guys, if my head's oh, starting good. to drip, I am still dealing with little boy that will not sleep. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah, so. So we cut to the scene in the cave where Erica's kind of ne- trying to negotiate with Tommy um, about, hey, there's a monster behind you. I know you don't see it. Walk towards me slowly. And he goes, I'm the one with the gun. <laughs> she goes, I see that. I know what you think is happening, but it's not It's not what is happening. I don't want you to get hurt. And he's basically like, are you threatening me? I love, the, then, I, I love this bit. Though. I love the fact of like, <laughs> like, are you threatening me? Who's the gun up? And the thing roars. And she's like, ah, oh, and like she just doesn't care about the gun, she just revs up the chainsaw, starts walking forward. I love the fact that like she revs up the chainsaw, he has a gun pointed on her, and he still backs down. <laughs> he just pushes, she just pushes him out of the way. Yeah, starts slicing through the monster, and he starts seeing like bits coming through the air, like like blood and stuff like that. Like what the heck? How's that happen? She's like this fight of her life, and he's like, "This is some kind of trick." <laughs> Like, oh yeah, absolutely. And then he's he's basically he basically says, You killed my sister and he starts he starts kind of wrestling with, with Erica and they're trying to wrestle the gun away and then the gun goes off. And he ends up actually shooting the monster, which he doesn't know. But he ends up shooting the monster multiple times. And then we cut to the next page where it shows James <laughs> had been has been shot in the stomach by a stray bullet. Yeah, like he was shooting um, at the monster, and it's like she tries yeah. to stop the gun, saying he's pissed off the monster essentially. And it turns out, yeah, you shot James. Like, good job. You shot Way to go, kids. hero. Way to go. I love that then Erica just dispatches him quickly, like gut punch. Down he goes. It's like I can't breathe. Like, you can't breathe. You're fine. You're just winded. Um, they then find that there is a little girl still alive in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what was her name? Bian or something like that. B i a n. Yeah. Um, and uh, while they're picking her up, they see a pile of dead bodies, and Tommy sees his sister lying there, like mm-hmm. her corpse there. 
And then Erica's like basically trying to like get him like around, like, come on, we need you I need you back yeah. in the game here. Yeah. And we don't totally get what she does to him. She pulls out this like little golden blade. It looks like thing. a ceremon- ceremonial blade of some sort. And basically nicks him in the side of the head, not like a massive nick. But after whatever it is, that after he does that, he has like a vision. Um, who I'm assuming are like the head honchos of the House of Slaughter. And each one has its own stuffed animal. Yeah, wearing masks similar to Erica's. They've all got their animals, so I can only assume that there's an an that one of them has an animal that's an octopus. Mm-hmm. And that's who's been like directing Erica through the octopus. Yeah. Um, but he sees that, and then all of a sudden he can see the monster. Mm-hmm. And very quickly. That- we- He's like, is that is that what I've is that what you've been fighting? You messed my head up. This isn't real. Which I look at this point, and it's like that dude. Come on. I know. And he's like, okay, get James, get Bian, get out of here, get them out of here as quick as you can. Let me do what I need to do. Can you get them out of here alive? Yes. And then Erica goes into full monster massacring mode. Which, this is so sweet. This panel is so sweet. She just looks like a BA. Yeah, she just goes into full killing mode and just, like, starts ripping this thing apart. You know, Tommy then gets the kids out of there, back to the police officer who's waking up as they get out of the woods. Yeah. And he takes them to go to the hospital to get checked out. Tommy passes out in the back. The other kids are out as well. And then Erica like um, comes out covered in blood, basically gets a call. And I love it. It's like I did what you, what I had to do to save the two lives and deal with the consequences. So you start to see like they're clearly mad that she did what she did with Tommy. Yeah. And gave him like the ability to see these things. Mm-hmm. And then she goes off. It's like no, you listen to me. You didn't classify. He doesn't classify as correctly. This wasn't a food stash. It was a nest. Yeah. No, you effing listen. It was a mother arm. It had children. Those children are out there now and they're hungry. Yeah. If this town is going to survive, we're going to have to kill them and fast. And that's it's it. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought she's going to kill them all, so that's going to wrap up book one. It's like, no, volume two goes into, oh, that thing we just killed. Yeah, it had babies. Yeah. It's like, fantastic. It's like awesome. That's good to know. But yay, more of them. But it's a very, it's a very intriguing, very good, very simplistic first volume. It's enough to just get you in the door. Dude, if this doesn't get made into a TV show, I'm surprised it hasn't already. I mean, it is like it has TV show or movie written all over it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I would imagine that there's plans for it down the line, or at least I would think yeah. so. Yeah. It. I, I really, really like this one. Like I said, this is probably one of my favorite ones that we've done so far. I was hooked from, like, the first page all the way to the end because I read it in two sittings. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought the character development, the writing was great. Yeah, it was really well done, really well written, really well put together. The art was really good, really just on edge, mm-hmm. just off-putting. Yeah. Um really intriguing story it kept its good horror elements a good monster good um, situation with killing the kids putting all that mm-hmm. together but also had a much intriguing bigger story taking place yeah 
Um, I would definitely highly recommend this if you're a fan of horror comics and horror stuff, absolutely, even if you're not. I think there's stories enough there to kind of keep you hooked and latched in. Agreed. It. Yeah, agreed. It was awesome. It's really, really good read, and it's super cheap on Amazon. If you don't want to go into your local comic store to get it, it's super cheap on Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. I think I got mine for like 13 bucks, so... Yeah, it wasn't it's not bad too at all. expensive. It's pretty decent, um, so that's definitely one to check out if you want to pick it up for yourself. Um, how's for actually in the chat? I'll put the link in there, in there again. Click on that link for Amazon wish list, um, and that'll take you there to go through all the books that we've done. This is our sixth book we've done in the series so far. Mm -hmm. Dang, um, I can't believe it's been that many. Yeah, because we did Lock and Key, Claws, Chew. Spencer Locke, Invincible, and now something is killing the children. I gotta start my annual read of uh, Klaus. Yeah, man. Absolutely. The big Christmas story. When kids get old enough, I can start reading it to them. I know, right? The real, the real Santa Claus. the whole Claus. goal. Yeah, Lock and Key was great, man. It was awesome. Say hi, at least briefly. Apparently, I was getting visitors today. <laughs> hey, buddy. I love visitors. Visitors are awesome, man. Say hi. There we go. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Oh, you been shy? What's up, man? Oh, you don't have to cover your face, bro. Saying hi, Uncle Nitro. What's up? Oh, you being shy. Sub, little dude. Yeah. But hey, everyone, say hi. This is my oldest son. Um, he is the one that has autism, the one that we're going to be raising funds for um, to get him a service dog when we do our 12-hour stream. Oh, don't touch that. <laughs> um, so he wanted to come in and say hi, apparently. You see yourself in the mirror? <laughs> you see yourself on the camera, you try to work it where you are. <laughs> yeah, see, look, it's up here. And it goes over there. <gasps> no, we're not going to touch stuff, buddy. Alright. Time to go out. Love you. See you, bud. handle that one um, <laughs> but yeah this is definitely an awesome series definitely worth checking yes. out and yes i'm definitely highly recommend something that's killing the children it's something that i want to definitely keep delving into yeah i want to get volume two man i want to see what happens yeah that's it i need to see what happens in a small town i need to get some more answers as well about who the house of slaughter are and, mm -hmm. and more about erica's backstory yeah oh one sec Yeah, man, I'm looking up. I'm looking up a uh, House of Slaughter right now, um, and it looks super interesting. Yeah, I think it's a spin-off of it, but the thing is, like, it's uh, I think it's a few volumes in to like something that's killing the children, so maybe want to wait to pick up. Yeah. Sorry, so we can show my son leaves. <laughs> no worries. It'll be like nothing but background noise. <laughs>
yeah sorry he gets hyper focus on stuff guys for anyone that doesn't know he's autistic and um, so he can get hyper focus so it can be really difficult for him to like leave he really wanted to come and say hi and um, to everyone but he got super kind of fixated on staying in here and um, but yeah he's the one that we're raising money for for the service dog that we're going to be doing the stream and um, fundraiser for in april and um, just to kind of help him out but yeah so you got to see both my sons on stream today just missing my daughter <laughs> The dude kind of day. And, but yeah, absolutely. Something's Killing the Children is a phenomenal book. Definitely worth checking out. And mm -hmm. honestly, for the most part, I don't think we've had a book on the series on any comic book club that's been bad. The only one that I was like, meh, was Chew. Yeah. I, was, I, I couldn't really get into Chew a ton. Um, just yeah, I don't think I get into it as much as the rest. But even then, it wasn't bad necessarily. No, it wasn't bad. You know, so, and that's the whole point of doing this show is that find all these awesome comics that are out there yeah uh, i'm super hyped for december to get into usagi yojimbo Um, give you a little look because that's the cover but a little look at the artwork inside so sweet and uh, very cool very i might have to do a usagi piece with full samurai armor that'd be sweet yeah man go for it Dude, this looks it looks gigantic though yeah like that's the good grief but it's also smaller as well it's more smaller and chunkier oh uh, okay that's awesome so yeah although, so it's, although it's thicker it is smaller pages so uh, uh, here you go blurb off the back of it the only reason I'm reading it out is because I realise it comes from Will Eisner uh, we just spoke about like Eisner Awards for comics. Mm -hmm. uh, Stan Sakai has successfully brought to America comics, a, to American comics, a collection of Japanese fables well told in the American style. Usagi Yujimbo is an enduring work. Bravo! Like, and I honestly can't wait to get into this because again, this is I'm enjoying the end of Comic Book Club because everyone is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone well, like I would have never gotten into this type of stuff unless we started this for real well yeah because the thing comics are known for is superheroes so it's like yeah. Marvel and DC are the kings it's like there's so many other ones out there and it's like you know like I mean we've went from that we've done you know gritty horror stories to detective stories to mm -hmm. superhero that are out with the normal scope of things to now we're going into feudal japan samurai with anthropomorphic animals it's like yeah it's it's there's so many different things out there it's like precautions for your podcast next sunday since it's halloween we are actually not going to be on next week we're <laughs> off next week <laughs> but i was um, actually going to come as william wallace but yeah. uh, hey i'm so waiting for you to send me that video just saying well i didn't know it was time for me to go i'll, I'll do it shoot I have one, everything the, recorded. The only one that sent me a video for it is Isaac. Everyone else, even after I reminded them, like cowered out of it. To be fair, you told me to hold off. I did tell online. you to hold off. You were going to do it. Because so I had I had mine pretty much ready. So. so props to you and props to Isaac from Infinity Bros for doing that. But like anyone else that was in the, the losing teams did not do it and did not send it to me. Um, and that's like over a year ago. So like I don't think I'm going to get it at this point. Um, it was almost a year ago. 
But oh, man. yeah, so but that's it for today. I think that's certainly should. Any closing thoughts? Any final thoughts on something is killing the children? No, nah, man, pick it up. If you like horror, or if you even if you don't like horror, but you like good stories, uh, like mysteries, I would definitely pick it up. Like I said, it's if you don't want to go to your local sh- comic shop or you don't have one locally, you pick it up off Amazon. It's like thirteen bucks, and it's a really really cool read. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And I was the same, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this book. I think it definitely mm-hmm. deserves the hype it's been getting. I'm excited yeah. to see where it goes from here. We're obviously only five issues in off of volume one, so I'm excited to pick up the next couple of volumes and yeah, and see what they and do. And I looked, and they have four volumes, it looks like. So. Is it four volumes out now? Yeah, it looks like three, it. But yeah, it's like, I'm definitely excited for that. Um, yeah, man. So let's do the, the typical rundown to close out the show then. Let's do it. Remember, if you want to support us financially, you can go over and support us on our Kofi page, Kofi.com slash comics and the cross. Go over there, you can support us, you can donate once off, you can set up a monthly giving over there for us, and you can also um reach out to Nitro on there for commissions on logos, art pieces, special commissions, whole bunch of stuff. So make sure that you do that. Um I will say this up front for nitro and i'm speaking on his behalf i've not asked him about this but i'm going to say this from right now if you're commissioning him for something especially for a stream or a commission contact him through kofi now yeah and i'm saying this as a as a warning to people out there because we've had some people jipping him about in terms of some of the artwork he's doing i'm not going to name names i'm not going to rat anybody out but basically he's done the work and he's not been getting the money he's owed for it He's too good of a man to speak up about that, but it's pissed me off something awful. And I'm not going to let my best friend get rubbed around like that. So if you want to get his commissions, you go through our Kofi page and you pay him. The man does good work. You pay him what he's due for it. Even if you have to pay half and half, half up front, half at the end. But no, he's, I'm not letting him get jipped about anymore. So you want a commission, you do it through there. Appreciate it, bro. You know, this man does good work. I want to make sure he gets paid what he's owed for it. It's like, you might think the commissions are high there, but if you've seen his work, then you know he's worth the payment. You know he's worth giving the money to for it. So if you want to come to him for it, absolutely. But you make sure you've got the coin in hand or you know that when he's going to be finished, he needs that. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, that's not a massive thing. I just I want to mention it on stream. I've kind of held off. But since I'm mentioning these commissions, I want to briefly mention it. We've had people commission them for stuff, like logos or art pieces, and then they've kind of like, they've started making the little bit of excuses of not paying them when it was due. And it's like, it's been going on a little bit now for some of them. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm not letting that happen to them anymore. If you want it, go through the, the Kofi site where you're going to have to pay if you want that commission. Yeah, and just a heads up, like for the Kofi stuff, um, just because of you know how much it costs to, and how much time it costs to do the art um we do like most of that goes to me most of it goes to you know to actually producing everything but we still do like 15 percent off the top goes straight to comics and the cross so um for for support for to support the stream so yeah and we appreciate that and i, I like to say thank you to nitro for that because i 100 percent gave him the opportunity not to have to do that i told him to keep it all but he wanted to give some towards the channel and keep it going as well so i appreciate that brother but yeah but yeah, this man deserves to be paid for the great work he does because, like, if you've seen him do the commissions on stream, that can sometimes be like three, four, five weeks of like art streams, which can be like two, three hours a piece. Yeah. Sometimes a bit longer. And that's not including the stuff he does off stream for it as well to prep for it. 
So it's like, yeah, he did, this man puts a lot of work into his commissions. And if you've seen the commissions he's done, they turn out phenomenal. So yeah, he deserves to be paid for them. So just want, I just wanted to throw that out there as well. Not a massive thing for it, but just, you know, same for Nitro, same for any artist. If you're commissioning an artist to do something, pay them. You're getting yes. to work, pay them for the work that they're doing, you know. Either that or, you know what, go take classes and learn to do it yourself. Otherwise, pay them for their craft. You know, sorry, rant. I said to get that out. That's that's something that's been in my craw for a for a few weeks now. Like I just I had to keep benching that. Um, but yeah, so you can support us over on the coffee page either via donations, via monthly giving, or via commissions. And um, there is usually exclusive content going up there. I'm not going to lie; I've been kind of slacking on the exclusive content on our coffee page because I have basically been in a sleep deprived state for about a month now, <laughs> if not longer. Like like full-blown sleep deprived at this point practically i'm gonna be putting up some more stuff for like uh twitch emojis twitch stuff too oh so sweet to so yeah so keep an eye on the Kofi page for that and um, also another way you can support us and also help your own comic collecting habits if you do have them which i hope you do because comics are amazing and you should collect of course and um, you can go and check out our official sponsors bcw at that link there um, and you can also use Comics Cross at checkout to save yourself 10%. You need to get some long boxes, short boxes, bags and boards, picture frames, whatever you need for your comics. Or if you're also a collector of CDs, uh, records, playing cards, you play stuff like Magic the Gathering, collect Pokemon cards, anything like that. Anything at all that's a collectible, if you have sports memorabilia, anything like that, BCW is your one-stop shop for all of that stuff. So make sure you go and check them out and also it kicks a little bit of money towards us just even clicking on that link kicks a couple of cents towards us but anything that you do and buy there and use the comics across at checkout it gives us a commission so absolutely love it if you would go there and check them out and they're amazing they're the people that i use i don't know if you can see it where my border is but my long box down here is bcw and bcw is what i use yep. for collecting my own stuff that was long i got before, bcw as well long before we were um, supported by them like they are yes. just good quality stuff uh let me catch up with chats for that uh, love you too watson thank you so much for the love for both myself and nitro i appreciate it he likes he likes lock as well we like that yeah. too it's sorry <laughs> short end of the stick um, but absolutely guys absolutely had an amazing show today uh, yeah, my lovely wifey who you got to see dropping off kiddos today is going to be back on stream tomorrow night continuing her playthrough of Bioshock um, we're about three weeks into it now and we took a week off last week with everything but she is going to be back at it tomorrow night 8.30 eastern time and then Nitro you're going to be back on Tuesday night yeah I'll be back on Tuesday night we're going to be working on the Ninja Turtles piece we had a lot of fun last week and we met a lot of new people playing yeah. fallout so i might make that an every other week thing i'm not sure yeah definitely go for it man and um, i'm if you missed him playing fallout i'm going to be chucking it up on youtube soon i've got the video down i just need to finish editing it and so yeah nitro played a little bit of fallout and had a whole bunch of new people come and chat that i didn't yeah. recognize i've never been more terrified of all these new faces showing up worrying are you a bot are you a bot are you a bot but they all started <laughs> chatting and they all were quite happy and content and yeah they, it's like, oh, these are all real people. This is awesome. 
Yeah, one of them hooked me up with like a free weapon, like told me how to get a free weapon at the beginning of the game. So oh, that was yeah. pretty sweet. They, they were all like helping you out, man, like that. It's like these were all like hardcore, like Fallout nuts that just showed up. Yeah, like, like one awesome. person that put like 1,600 hours into it. I'm like, holy word, I don't know if I've ever done that to a game in my life, but yeah. that was awesome. Like, I don't know if I've ever had that time to put into a game. I know. I right? wish I did, but like, seriously. I know. But yeah, like, but I'm, I'm definitely up for you doing a bit more gaming streams and stuff. Yeah. Um, and also look for the return of um, crossplay as well. It will no longer be Monday night crossplay, it's just going to be crossplay because I'm actually going to be moving it to Tuesday mornings. My plan was for November. I don't know if it's going to happen in November, I'm not going to lie. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's also kind of based upon when the little dude starts to sleep better and I actually yeah. sleep because both of my older kids go to school on Tuesday mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got the opportunity to nap. When, which has been lovely it's been so good <laughs> what's um, a nap? so like, I want to like get a good energy about me so I can finally like jump back into like gaming because yeah. I need to finish off Kingdom Hearts first of all we're pretty much right at the end of it but I really wanted mm-hmm. to start Spooky Season with Bioshock with MJ yeah. Yeah. but I want to get back into that and then also either continue Kingdom Hearts or Honestly, I'm kind of thinking about maybe jumping into the Batman games. I've got the Batman trilogy. Dude, do it. So I'm thinking of maybe jumping into Batman Arkham Asylum because I've not played that in so long. Um, and interchange that out just because I don't know if I can do Kingdom Hearts back to back. Because like before I finished up like where I was, like before Bioshock took over, like I, I was getting legitimately frustrated at that game. It's the, the, end, the end of that game is incredibly, in my opinion is incredibly difficult i'm i'm terrified to do this final boss and then yeah. like, I'll, like i'm not looking forward to it I'm all right like, so i'll say this i don't think the the end boss is the hardest boss in the game i'll put it that way i think okay the dude from fantasia the big demon mm. dude i think in my opinion him and ursula are the hardest bosses in the whole game oh yeah like the the big guy was like he was he was ridiculous i think it was, oh yeah it was a hallowed foxman that came in and like he get, he told me start using the Tinkerbell boost because it heals mm. you during it. Like that was gotcha. a, that was a game changer. Like see once yeah. I, once I had that and I didn't have to keep healing myself. Like she just kept doing it. Yeah, it just freed up so much time and just kept me mm-hmm. going longer. And I'm like I would not have got through it without that boost. So massive shout out to Howard Foxman for what, what? for helping me on that one because I don't know if I'd have got through the fight without <laughs> him to be honest. Uh, hey logical robot how is it going you were here lurking absolutely love it love our lurkers love our people that hang out with us during the show appreciate it um, but yeah that's it for this upcoming week um, next Sunday actually next two Sundays we're not going to be here out. we are off we are taking it off because we are both daddies we are both got kiddos and next week is Halloween, so we are going to be going, taking our kiddos, trick-or-treating, spending some time, doing some family time with them. Um, you know, because my kids are basically going to be trick-or-treating around about yeah. this time. <laughs> and then the following week, uh, Nitro's got some family coming in from out of town, and it is actually my littlest's um, birthday. He is going right. to be a year old, um, so we're going to be celebrating that Sunday. Um, so there- we... Will then be returning. Let me. Wait. There is a very, very, very small possibility today that I might be on, on the seventh, depending on if family's still in town. But if uh, if it is, we'll we'll let the comic clan know. We'll let, let everybody know. Yeah, we'll we'll update everyone if that changes. But right now, just run as if it's off because, um, 
I don't want to put the pressure on there and then sweep it yeah. in from under people. Yep. Um, oh, let me shout out these then. But we will be returning on the 14th. Um, which, if everything goes well for that, should actually be our Eternals review. Because hopefully we'll have seen Eternals at that point. Because it'll have been out for about a week at that point. Um, so hopefully we'll have gotten a chance to see that. At least that's the plan at the moment. We'll see how that goes out. And then the following week, I need to shout that out, the 21st, because as I throw it up on screen here, we are actually going to be here and on Facebook at the Terminus Media Facebook page as Nitro and I will be hosting. Crazy. Just crazy. We'll be hosting Christians in Comics and Animation panel live, 1 o'clock to 4 p.m. Uh, and talking to some freaking amazing names. And, and they know... They know who we are and the type of stuff that we've produced. So yeah. the fact that we're still doing this just blowing my mind right now. <laughs> so we are talking to people who are like legitimately big in animation, who have worked on yeah. animation for Disney, who have directed Disney movies, who have worked in Marvel and DC. Uh, one of the guys who does the action Bible has worked in the literal Marvel bullpen from Days Gone. Like he's, this is phenomenal, you know. Uh, where's my podcast? There we go. So I try to bring us back up in screen there. So that is going to be taking place on the twenty first. So we have a massive couple of weeks. You might be have two weeks off of us, but we're coming back strong with a good couple of shows. I feel like yes. coming back with an Eternals review and then the massive panel. Uh, Doctor Baron Bell has asked us to host and has given us the honor of not only hosting but also hosting here on Twitch like it was meant to be taking place in Terminus Media and he was the one that actually asked us if we could host it on mm -hmm. Twitch in our channel as well so help us promote this guys help us get some word out there for anyone who's big fans of um, animation or comic books or anything like that that wants to be involved and check it out that they can come here to twitch.tv slash comics the cross and check it out or head over to Facebook to Terminus Media and yeah. it'll be on both those pages so yeah, we've got a lot of big stuff crazy. coming up, man. We've got well, we got some cra crazy stuff coming up, man. See, I know the stuff is coming up. That's why I don't, I, I don't begrudge taking a couple of weeks off and the next couple yeah. of Sundays because we've got some big stuff happening. Yeah, um, dude, it's gonna be awesome. All right, so let me head over to Twitch, 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 and see who is live, so we can go and drop a raid on someone. Do this. Massive hair in my mouth there. That was not pleasant. Still there. Ah. Horrible. Go away. <laughs> ah. Stuck with a teeth in it. And being attacked. That is not being fun. attacked by the rogue hair. That is not fun. Not in the least. Uh, let me see who is on. You go read Brisk Brit. She's playing a little bit of Fortnite, but she's someone I've been kind of checking out recently. Um, who's actually part of the... Armor of God Esports, and nice. who we are actually part of as well. I need to get their logo up here somewhere. I just need to find a place to put it. That's one of the ones I need to do. But yeah, let's go show them some, show her some love because we've not raided in on her yet. Make sure I get that spelling right as well. Like a brisk Brit. All right, guys. So if you're able to hang around, let's go and show Brisk Brit some love. Go and drop her a follow if you've not. She's part of the Armor of God esports team, which technically we are as well. I still don't know how we ever got agreed into that <laughs> because they've clearly never seen us play um, competitively. That's all I'm going to say. 
Um, I'm just waiting. It's going to be like the guy that gets just benched like forever, and then the rest of the team gets wrecked, and we are called in. Like so, I don't know how we got roped into that, but we are part of it. Uh, so we're going to go show her some love. Go drop her a follow. Go drop her some love, and get some of the raid hype. I don't know why that does that now and doesn't bring up the emotes for me. I need to like reset the thing. But use the raid, the hype, the stanimo, and your burden with glorious purpose. To go ahead and show some love. And there we go. There we go. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that, Nitro. I don't mm -hmm. know what's going on. I need to reset in the chat bot, apparently. But go show her some love, and we will see you all tomorrow night. Remember, it's a good week to be a geek. Take care. See you guys. Have a good weekend.